Oh my gosh, guys. There is a thing. There is toe cleavage. <laughs> you guys, there is toe cleavage. <laughs> Currently, I am on a call with both of you. What? I'm on two calls with both of you right now. The <laughs> other call is still going. Okay, something's going on with your your deal. I don't know. Are you okay with my deal? With I, I'm fine. It it seems to be working all right. Can you can you cancel the other call? The one that's been on the uh, Let me see. Can you just Let's hang see. up on that? Call ended. All right, cool. Are you guys oh, still you're there? Still here. Yeah, and you guys sound better. So it must have just been yeah, that, some weird thing about about Skype. About Skype. <laughs> weird in general. Yeah, sure. All right, um, let's do like an intro <laughs> that, that exists. So <laughs> um, I'm gonna let you handle that, there, Chief. Yeah. Uh, welcome to We Should Know Better, uh, where we hitchhike through Wikipedia. I'm Sky. I'm Kyle. I'm Tim. Well, I am. What's wrong with that? You are, Tim. It was good. Um, So this is a podcast where two of us uh, compete to get from one specific Wikipedia article, like, say, uh, spam, and attempt to get to another specific Wikipedia article, like uh, the Spanish Armada. Uh, by only clicking through the links in the page's content, uh, we can't use the sidebar and the see more section. And that's pretty much what we do. And we goof around. And the other person, and the other person just makes fun of the other two. Yes, the entire, entire time. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. That's pretty much it. So I am hosting tonight, uh, which means I will be picking which pages you start and end at. But first, we need to decide who is going to go first. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you guys play a guessing game. So if you could do this for me, here I'll send you a link. Okay. The United States. Oh, cuisine, cuisine of, the, of United the United States. States. All right. All I see are hamburgers. Just hamburgers. That's all the hamburgers all the way down. <laughs> you got you got it. How did you guess that? <laughs> oh man, hamburgers. We talked about hamburgers a lot on this show, and it's only mm. it's only episode three. Technically, yes. Yeah. Well, there's there's so many hamburgers to talk about. We no, gotta start secret, early. The secret pilot episode <laughs> is a secret, Kyle. No one knows. Secret. That's for when we do the Kickstarter. Okay. That'll be if you donate like a hundred bucks. <laughs> All right. So the, you guys are on the cuisine for the United States page. All right. And there are a lot of links here. One of these links is the link that I'm going to be describing. And you guys need to <laughs> guess it. So I'm going to give you some facts and I'm going to probably do it every maybe 10 seconds. Between every 10 seconds, I'll give you a new, a new fact. <laughs> Let's do yes. this thing. And you guys can do, uh, you you guys could send you guys could send me an, an instant message just something like it could be a B or something and that's how you're buzzing in in the first person because because once I say it you guys could just go you know okay that's nice fart that's great Tim well Tim's disqualified and and Kyle wins no Yay. so you guys are looking for a link and the first. Clue on the Cuisine of the United States page is, I am something you put in your mouth. Go. Okay. Jeez. Wow. That's Uh, very specific. Well, you know. Let's see. In Spanish, I'm known as Paleta de Puerco. Puerco? 
Okay. Oh, I hear typing. I'm trying to do a search for, and I'm not finding anything. Okay, that's not an actual word that's on this page. Got it. I'm from the New England region. Oh, dang oh. it! <laughs> that's that's a region in this in this in uh, this page in this page. Yeah. Uh, from inside the page. Oh, so many weird, creamy things in New England. I always root oh, for the Bruins. Austin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, okay, there's okay. A, it's a kindergartner might get in trouble for saying my name in class. Tim, oh. what do you got? Oh, no, it's it's not going to be it. I was going to say clam chowder. <laughs> clam, <laughs> clam chowder. Clam chowder. Billy. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It's shot. I'm surprised at you. Uh, a kindergartner <laughs> might get in trouble for saying my name in class. Hitler. Oh gosh, I'm gonna go with this. It Kyle. is it Boston butt. Correct. Boston Yay. butt. Boston butt. Oh, there it is. Yeah. The, I think the, like the a wording of this reference is. Is not the best. <laughs> well, yeah, it's kind of. It's kind you, put, of you put a little. You put the. You put a little article before the 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 name of the uh, the item there, and it's it sort of gives another implied meaning. <laughs> yes, it's true. Uh, meat is present, that. though not as prominent, and typically is either stewed in dishes like Yankee pot roast in New England boiled dinner, or roasted, as in a Boston butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, meat is uh, meat is roasted in a Boston butt. That should be a bumper sticker. <laughs> There's our first t-shirt. Look at that. Yep. <laughs> I wonder how many times... It's our first t-shirt. I wonder how many times uh, that's been edited to a Bostonian's butt and they <laughs> had to change it back. Because <laughs> that's great. Uh, <laughs> All right, Cal, you win. Yeah, you picked Woo! Boston's butt, which is basically just I, pork butt. Yeah, I, I had a sense, yeah. Mm. And I was the one who was able to think most like a kindergartner. Got it. Exactly. Congratulations. Friends. So you'll be going first. Thanks. Which is great. I'm going first to where? Uh, we are starting at Tupperware. Yay. Which is something that you might put pork butt in, actually. Yeah. So that's relevant. Tupperware. Tupperware. There we go. Founded by Earl Tupper. Actually true, yes. <laughs> and then you guys are going to go to uh, Birthmark. 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 Which is, which is something uh, that you might have on your butt. This is totally planned. Wow. <laughs> totally my, planned. My, my birthmark looks like Tupperware. You guys have birthmarks? <laughs> it also burps. Uh, yeah, technically I do. Uh, I have one on the back of my head, and uh, it, the hair that grows out of that birthmark is dark black, whereas the rest <laughs> of my hair is kind of... No, no, no. It's like, it's like solid black. It's like the, the evil hair part of your soul like, coming out is, or something? It's brown, yeah. Well, when I was a little kid, I had uh, really blonde hair, except for this one spot on the back of my head that was just black. Oh, and uh, <clears throat> even even growing up, like my as my hair darkened as I got a little older, anytime I would go in for a, uh, a haircut, people would say uh, things like, uh, the, you know, the hairdresser would always say something like, oh, uh, do you like, did you like lean up against a paint can or something or yeah, like yeah, that's that's the most reasonable explanation for what <laughs> that is on the back of my head. I'm like, oh, he must have set, he must have leaned back against a paint can. Or, or you're <laughs> you're like, you're a, a burglar in Home Alone, 
and the pain can came to your head. <laughs> That's pretty, yes. yeah, it might have happened. Yes. Uh, also, do you have one, Tim? Uh, a birthmark? Yeah. I do not believe no Tupperware. I, I have like I have like a mole, but I don't think that counts. As a <laughs> no, it doesn't, it doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, I actually have one, and it's on my knee. And okay. if you look at it in one direction, it is a like dinosaur. It's like a brontosaurus. <laughs> if you look at it at the it's other brontos. direction, it is a bat. It's also a dinosaur. Oh. It's like an eight-bit bat. <laughs> wow. It's a pretty badass birthmark. You, you've thought about this all the like, yeah. Everyone's staring up at the clouds, making shaves. Guy's just staring at his knee, like, wait, Makes wait. Makes a bat. That wait. cloud looks like a duck. Wait, it's it's a T-Rex. <laughs> Guys, look. If you if you cross your eyes and sort of look through it, you can see it in 3D. I'll, I'll, have, to post this fo- I'll have to post a photo of my birthmark on the... Oh, this is great. On the post for this episode. So all of you can see. I hope it's still there. I'm wearing jeans. I don't know. It's got to be right. Birthmarks don't disappear, do they? <laughs> they, don't, they don't. They don't like step out for a smoke or something. If that's what you're thinking. I just don't know if it's like you grow out of it or something. No, you grow no, out of birthmarks. Okay. No, if you if you lose a birthmark, you need to. You should probably see a dermatologist. Hang on, I gotta take off my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and to see. and the rating on this minutes. episode just rose. Yep. Oh my gosh, I don't know where it went. Oh, here it is. Oh. It's on the other leg. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fine. No, yeah, it's totally still a T-Rex. So, or not a T-Rex. So, it's a brontosaurus. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I mistook your, uh, in your dinosaur. So the thing that I've taken away from this is that we should never trust Sky for directions. <laughs> nope. I'm kind of okay with directions sometimes. <laughs> I think I've just learned otherwise. Guy. I have a good sense of direction. I've never had to drive to my birthmark. Take a uh, left turn at the, ti- at the brontosaurus. And, I uh, don't see a brontosaurus. All I see is a bat. All I see is a bat. Oh, <laughs> oh you must be coming no, it's in on your, the north. You're coming in for the wrong... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Right. The thing that I really love about this Tupperware page, and Tim, you pointed it out earlier, that this is it's actually made by... Uh, it was actually created by a guy named Earl Tupper. T- Earl Tupper. Yeah. And uh, I just love that this guy had so much, just uh, just you know, Moxie. Just be like, you know what? This is it's Tupperware. You know, like this yeah. is not. This is me. He wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> this is my wear. Uh, I I just love it. Yes. It's pretty great. Uh, I, you know, it's one of those names where it just sounds like something that somebody made up. Like, it's just, oh, yeah. of course, Tupperware. Yeah. It's like the Kodak thing where, uh, uh, what is it? What The guy's name Eastman, I think. Something Eastman came up with the name Kodak just by putting some letters together so that in a sound that he thought sounded like um, the, the click that the camera makes. Kodak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's a real thing. You can, <laughs> that is the truth. That's crazy. I didn't know that. I, I clicked on Earl Tupper and I forgot that I was at Earl Tupper and not Tupperware. And his one of his paragraphs starts with Tupper was born on a farm on Cates Hill in Berlin, New Hampshire. And I I was thought it said Tupperware was born on a farm. And I'm like, I guess you can consider it being born. But Tupperware yeah. was brought into this world Brian early on a Saturday morning on Kate went Kate what's her name's farm. Kyle, you're on. You get to take the lead. Oh right. All right, so we want to get to birthmark, 
and I hmm, wow, this is not a very long page. Oh man, this is this is really tough. It's hard to pick one of these. Uh I hmm. <laughs> you know what? I don't know who this person is, so I'm going to click the name. Uh, Brownie Wise, former sales representative of Stanley Home Products, developed the strategy for selling Tupperware. That's bold. I'm going to follow this and see where this goes. Good deal. Tim? Uh, I'm going to go with the term uh, dress code. Uh, so I almost did that. At the time of Tupperware parties um, in the 50s and 60s, a strict dress code was required for Tupperware ladies with skirts and stockings worn at all time and white gloves often accompanying the outfit. I'm sorry. I I don't do that many syllables, apparently. (laughs) I'm not made for that. (laughs) Nice. So that's what you're going with, dress code? I think we need to talk about uh, carrot calling as well. Which, oh, carrot calling, yes. It's a technique yeah, used to promote uh, parties. Yes, uh, representatives would travel door-to-door in a neighborhood and ask housewives to, quote, run an experiment in which carrots would be placed in a Tupperware container and compared with, quote, anything that you would ordinarily leave it in. <laughs> it would often result in the scheduling of a Tupperware party. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like there's a few steps missing there, or I don't know. <laughs> It's very, very strange. Stick these carrots in a Tupperware container and compare it, and you're good. Let's have a Tupperware it's party. that there was like an invasion of the body snatchers thing going on there. <laughs> it's true. I mean, the carrots could be from outer space. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just floating that. Or yeah, like the parasites have to go through the carrots in order to get into the body. Sort of like a toxoplasmosis yep. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I could see that. Cool. So yeah. you're going to go with dress code. All right. I thought that was. I, I really did think that was a, a viable way to go as well. I um, I almost did that. Instead, I went with Brownie Wise, who is the woman who came up with uh, the product model, the the uh, home parties, the home party model for Tupperware. Uh, she was a former sales representative for Stanley Home Products, and found Tupperware to be a product with broad appeal, and soon began selling it at home parties. In 1950, she moved to Florida and created a social networking marketing system through dealers and sellers that quickly outsold Tupperware's store sales. Oh my gosh, this woman made the first Twitter. Yeah, the original social <laughs> social marketing. Yeah, that's insane. Um, <clears throat> she uh, <laughs> she was invited to be the vice president of Tupperware Home Parties in 1951. Not the president, though. Just the vice president. Hmm. 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 Earl Tupper. Earl Tupper's on top. <clears> hmm. <throat> okay. Uh, in 1954, she became the first woman to appear on the cover of Business Week, though, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it sounds like she's did some good things for women. Wow. Wow. I did not realize this. What the? Uh, top sellers would be presented with exotic gifts, such as speedboats. Trips and appliances carefully planned in the company of their husbands. Oh. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it keeps getting so close to being in, super cool and then, oh. Um, <clears throat> she created idioms and rituals such as <laughs> yes. pilgrimage to a specially designed well. Especially, yeah, in the Tupperware grounds for sellers. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> to cast their wishes, quote, unquote, brownie wings. And costumed graduation <laughs> ceremonies. Yeah, brownie wings sound delicious. Then she would literally <laughs> bury treasure in the ground for these people to hunt. 
amazing. Probably in Tupperware containers if she was smart, which she sounds oh like she gosh, is. Yeah. <laughs> well, she seemed to be pretty sweet, and uh, it looks like very canny when it comes to this stuff uh, because she, her own relationship with her old Tupper, uh, kind of broke apart yeah. as she became a celebrity in 1958. Um, that's pretty sweet. Uh, <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, he forced her out of the company. Oh man, there was a scorch. It's kind of a scorched earth policy. Yeah, he uh, they removed her from all company literature. Crazy. Yep. No stock. Um, anyway, he was left with yeah, one year no salary. No stock. One year salary, about thirty thousand dollars. Which nineteen fifty eight, thirty thousand dollars, still pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is a wonderful little link here uh, to cosmetics uh, to talk about her cosmetics company, yeah, Cinderella. Oh, and I am mm. taking that cosmetics link. That is a sweet I think find. That's be nice. Pretty close. You know, I think that's what we're going to find is if you, sometimes if you just take a chance on a weird link, it might lead you to something unexpected. Terrifying. It's oh like my find, gosh. It's that space is terrifying. It's like you just found <laughs> a, a Tupperware container buried in the dirt full of, full of a, a speedboat, full, full of cosmetic links. <laughs> yeah. Good job. All right, Tim. Your shot. Dress code. So dress code uh, starts off with a very amusing uh, image oh, of a which little cartoon one? guy. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> which one? Western dress code, ranging from streetwear to black ties, semi-formal. Yeah, man. I was talking about Aleem Khan because Aleem Khan is looking friggin' boss. <laughs> he is. He is the man. Let me send you this, Kyle. Yeah, please do. I'll definitely post this. He is, he is a man in what looks in to be notes. a turban and a very ornate blue Holy outfit cow. with a sword. He is rocking and that it, outfit. Yeah, I love how the caption says that it com- he's communicating a social message. And it's like, yeah, yes, the he social is. message is, I'm a badass. Yeah, I am so is cool. Is he just doing a body squat? How is he just like... I think there's a chair under there, <laughs> I Kyle. I there's a chair. <laughs> he's just like, look at this. <laughs> check these boots out ain't no thing uh, (laughs) he's holding up his massive beard (laughs) no big deal so uh, a few random things about uh, dress codes around the world Um, sometimes they uh, will determine or or signify marital status Um, traditionally Hindu women wear sindur a red powder in the parting of their hair to indicate their married status um, in the modern world, though, this is not a norm, and women without Sindor may not necessarily be unmarried. Because, you know, I'm, I'm sure putting red stuff in your hair every day is kind of a pain. Um, it's still pretty cool, though. Mm-hmm. In the United States, a few businesses or restaurants display dress code signs requiring shoes and shirts, claiming to be there on account of a health code. Citation needed on that one. Mm. Apparently someone doesn't believe that. Down above a gum shrimp, we don't need no dress code. <laughs> there's a, there's things called inverse dress codes. Sometimes referred to as an undress code. I guess most dress codes, like standard dress code is going to be about like a lower bound. You have to be covered below the waist. Below oh. the waist. Yeah. I'll say in my lowest, below creepiest voice waist. for everyone. But uh, there could be the inverse. Uh which is commonly enforced in modern communal bathing facilities. And there's one in Germany uh, called, it's a public bath called, what do you think that's called, Dim? Schwabenquellen? Schwabenquellen. Uh, no clothing of any kind is allowed. No clothing wow. of any kind is allowed in the sauna. Um, I like, uh, there's the one little subsection, violation of clothing taboos. 
And in its entirety, it is this. Some clothing faux pas may occur intentionally for reasons of fashion or personal preference. For example, people may wear intentionally oversized clothing. For instance, the teenage boys of rap duo Crisscross of the early 1990s wore all of their clothes backwards and extremely baggy. They're the sole representation on Wikipedia of violating, of defiance of clothing taboos. I, I have to appreciate the fact, again, even though it's not very funny, that we have gone two episodes and mentioned Crisscross and it, it, two episodes in a row now. What? When did we mention Crisscross? I, I, it was a before. dumb joke in the last one. Oh. I made a dumb joke about Crisscross in the last one. Don't don't worry about well, it. In fact, you probably okay. you probably cut it out, and I just don't I'm, remember that it was I'm there. It's like what the hell is Kyle talking about? <laughs> in that case, just forget it entirely, and we can just pretend that never happened. Because that yeah, would I'll be just, just cut fine. This out too. Okay, that'll, good. That'll be what happens. Even so, um, that's pretty hilarious. Yep. Fetish clubs are often require patrons to dress in fetish clothing, or else all in black. Flemish. Okay, you have. To- <laughs> <laughs> Flemish. Flemish. <laughs> Flemish clothing. My Flemish club. Welcome to our fetish club. You can either wear our fetish clothing or you have to wear all black. That's because those those are equal. Those make sense. Oh, this is great. Do I want to click on fetish clothing? No, you don't. No. Uh, no. Fetish fashion. Well, it's exactly what we would expect it <laughs> yeah. to be. Of course it is. This I is can, now, it, now it makes sense why, why black is their choice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> alternate color. very slimming. It's, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I am actually going to go with modesty. Aww. Oh. Let's see where that takes me. I like me. it. I Let's actually, see, uh, I think that's a pretty solid choice. Oh my gosh, the the images on this page just keep getting better. All right, all right, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, I am learning something fascinating about makeup. I I, I did not realize, or spe- specifically about cosmetics. They have rules. There, there's a difference between makeup and cosmetics. Can you tell me what it is? One's more expensive. Mm, nope. <laughs> Although cosmetics probably true. Used, cosmetics are used to cover up blemishes or to hide things, and makeup is used to make things more pronounced or accent things. It's actually not about it. You're, you're pretty close. Kai. Um, I'm just going to give it to you guys. Um, it's actually not about what cosmetics are, but what, but more about what makeup is. And that is makeup, uh, refers primarily to coloring products rather than just, than everything else. So cosmetics, uh, are things other than, than colors. Uh, so they're, they, they, this has many manufacturers, uh, distinguish between decorative cosmetics and care cosmetics. Uh, one of them is makeup, and the other is a full-on cosmetic. So, uh, you—that's uh, our—that's our interesting thing about makeup that I will never be able to remember ever again. Yeah, I've already uh, kind of. I'm still not sure what it, what it actually means. Makeup one is of them colors, makes colors, and the other one does <clears throat> yeah. everything else. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of the everything else, I'm just going to give a quick list of all the things that they think cosmetics include. Cosmetics include skincare, creams, lotions, powders, perfumes, lipsticks, fingernails, and toenail polish, eye and, fa- eye and facial hair make- facial makeup, towelettes, permanent waves, color contacts, lenses, hair colors, hairsprays, and gels, deodorants, hand sanitizers, baby products, bath oils, bubble baths, bath salts, and butters, mm. and many other types of products. Butters. <clears throat> 
many types, yeah. other many types of products. Yeah, exactly. And that's not even counting the rest of the actual, the makeup, the, the coloring products. So this is insane. It is insane. I, and I don't, I don't wear any of this and it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Like this is such a world that I don't even really even consider, you know, even ladies, even being married, anyone who wears this. Yeah. You know, having it in my, having it under my own roof. It's just, I don't know. It's very strange <laughs> yeah. to even think about. It's yeah. Yes. Um, the first, but uh, uh, I don't know how far into the uh, end of the page you've already looked, but we have uh, archaeological evidence of cosmetics from as early as the ancient Egyptian pharaohs, which is crazy. That's in, uh, and just, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, it's part of every culture too, and, you know, it's like, well, it's, I'm, I'm, you know, we'll get emails about that, but almost every culture has oh, some sort of different deal. Um, um, let's see though. Where shall I go? Um, yeah, you have some tough choices here. There's a lot of really good potential choices. Yeah. Concealer, makeup used to cover any perfections of the skin. So I'm going to follow concealer and see where that takes me. What kind of what kind of cover up am I going to discover? All right, so you're a concealer. Sounds good. Um, yep. We're going to go to modesty, Tim. What can yes, you tell modesty. me about modesty? There is, of course, various methods of modesty around the world, uh, various beliefs. Uh, <laughs> there's a great image here. Um, from uh, circa 1910, uh, a woman exiting a bathing machine. Yes. Or right. I guess it's basically, I'm, I'm guessing it's it's a machine where, not a machine, but it's more like a wagon that just goes oh. sort of into the water. That I guess you can change and then just go immediately into the water. Yep. So you're not you know, I'm sorry. exposed. Is the name of that image, Don't Be Afraid? Yes. Is that what that's? <laughs> the image is called Don't Be Afraid. Yep. It is of a woman who is wearing what nowadays would qualify as like a full dress. Yeah. Very modest. It comes, dress. It co- the skirt comes down to her knee. Yep. Yes. And yet she has her arms folded over her as if she is exposed to the world. And, <laughs> and there's a rather manly gentleman in uh, a bathing suit, uh, consisting of a blue, blue uh, shorts Sing. and it's what looks like what an Aladdin is. vest. Um, <laughs> Holding his arms out to her as if saying, either saying, don't be afraid, or if saying, hey, check her out. <laughs> ta-da! Or like, yeah. Yes, ta-da! Um, Coming to the grips of my big creepy mustache. And it's just, yeah, don't be afraid, come in. He's wearing like your standard like dystopian apocalypse jumpsuit. Like he just yeah. came out of the vault. That's kind of what that is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, she's not going anywhere near him with that mustache. That is what she's afraid of. It's less about her modesty and more about his. Yes. Yep. You gotta put that thing away. Why isn't? Why doesn't he have a mustache cap on? Either so little, little tiny <laughs> either, mustache caps. Either shave the mustache or grow a full beard. Exactly. No in betweens. Thanks. Um, so modesty. Uh, go on. In the arts, nudity and various types of behavior were sometimes depicted, sometimes not. Um, where nudity in art was not acceptable, full nudity was not displayed. Otherwise, nude subjects had their private parts hidden by apparently accidental draped fabric, flowers, other people, a fig leaf, etc. Some nude artworks had fig leaves added when standards became less permissive. Uh, in cartoons, you mostly just don't draw it. They're just not there. Yeah. yeah. Um, yet, <laughs> kind of scary. One example uh, in the film Barnyard. 
What? Showing anthropomorphized cattle of both sexes uh, walking on its legs. Instead of either showing <laughs> genitals of male cattle, which is a link, or not showing nope. them, the concept of <clears throat> the quote-unquote male cow was used with an utter. What? 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 Nope. Nope, nope, so, nope. Kids are so already confused of, enough. Yeah. And what, what's so going on in of, Barnyard? Instead of hiding I mean, it or, or having pants or something, let's just have yeah. everyone have udders flopping about. I'm sure that's fine. So if you're going for, like, the inverse dress code, the undress code, what do you do when you're when you're censoring movies for that? Like, do you cover up, do you make sure that the face is not seen? That anything oh, below the knee isn't seen and there's just genitalia <laughs> hanging out there? Just... <laughs> <laughs> so there's just these really tense scenes and it's just as if the genitalia is, is talking and doing all the acting. Yeah, I'm sure that's an actual film somewhere right now. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Some uh, some hipster college student. Like, this is such a great idea. This is a commentary on, on the facelessness of people. Yes. Yeah, or focus mm. on, on this genitalia. Focus on the oh genitalia yeah, because that, that everything is, is beautiful. Actually... Yeah, we basically just yeah, walked. I, we were joking. I was joking. We were joking. <laughs> it just turned. Yeah. It just turned into something that is actually happening right now. Um, I'm having trouble finding any sort of links <laughs> that would be good. Um, I I might take a little bit of a lewd turn here. I think I'm going to go for cleavage. Going for oh, cleavage. Okay. Huh? Cleavage, That's... huh? That's... Yeah. Cleavage. Cleavage. Is that that city that you? Yeah, that we you actually love? stopped spelling it with an A because uh, it couldn't fit on a uh, couldn't fit on because a headline. Because just like twenty-something-year-old men would just show up in the streets and just look confused, like they just, they just arrived <laughs> and they were expecting something and they didn't know so, where to get it. I am I am going to go to the cleavage Wikipedia page, but I'm going to treat this in the most scientific way possible. All right, fair enough. Let's do. So concealer is pretty interesting. Here's the thing that uh, <laughs> they, they, they talk about uh, how it is similar to foundation but thicker and it's used to hide different pigments by blending the imperfection into the surrounding skin tone. Uh, and it's normally applied after primer, meaning this is the second coat of stuff on your face. Yeah, man. What is going on? Yeah, Why would people do process. this? Yeah. Maybe this is wrong. Maybe this isn't how it is. But it seems kind of like it would be like once you get used to makeup without it, without you having it on, you're like, Oh, well I, you know, I, I, I need to cover this up. I need to get this looking right again. Yes. It, this sounds like a very difficult, uh, uh, a very difficult schedule to keep, I guess a very difficult thing to, to manage all the time. I can't imagine. Yeah. It. Cause once you do it, um, like if you're going around hitting up the same places, you got to keep doing it. You can't yeah, just show up one time without it. <laughs> otherwise otherwise the, the mystique is ruined exactly it's like it's like <laughs> farting after marriage uh um yeah pretty much uh i am incredibly uh interested in this bit though because apparently there are people who use this who use this to cover up um serious skin discoloration such as birthmarks oh which is not a link, oh. which is not a link. Someone who did not, uh, who wrote this article, did not think to link that uh, birthmarks, commas, scars, and vitiligo, which I know a lot about. Yeah, you do. <laughs> For the amount of vitiligo that I have come in contact with, I can't imagine using concealer to cover up all of that. Yeah, that's a lot. 
That would be a lot. Um, I can't. Oh my gosh! It blows imagine, my mind. I can't imagine you do like a blending thing. Just make it. You know, just make just make it kind of a smooth transition. Maybe, maybe that would help. I mean, I'm not. I'm actually being serious. I'm not like laughing at it, but I, I guess that would be something you could do. Make it less noticeable. I suppose it's possible. If well, the thing is, if you if you have a darker skin tone, which is what's most popular. Yeah, uh, right. and I don't mean like yay popular, but I mean like that's the most common. It's more prevalent result. in um, yeah. It's very much more prevalent in people with darker skin tones, and um, I can't imagine doing a. Uh, you know, finding a way to make an even transition there. Uh, it is literally from uh, no, from all pigment to none at all. Yeah. Uh, you're basically going from regular skin color to being uh, albino, essentially. Is this what you're going with? No, it's not actually. Because <laughs> okay. I, know I know for a fact that it has nothing to do with birthmarks. Oh my gosh. Right. I'm using actual knowledge. <laughs> Man, it's so hard to pick because I, I know that that word birthmarks is right there. I'm trying to find something that connects to it. Mm-hmm. I might – oh, man. I might use pigments and hope that they talk about skin pigments uh-huh. or there is just directly skin tone. You know you know what? I am going to just go with skin tone. That's the that's going to get me the closest, I think. Okay. That sounds, so sounds gonna, wise. Yeah. We're going to take that. Human skin color is the name of this page. Oh, man. All right, go on. All right. So, wow, there are boobs. There are breasts happening. <laughs> yep. Wow, um, didn't take long. But let's, let's, get, let's get scientific here. Um, oh, get there, scientific. Is, there, is a, there is a medical term for cleavage, or at least what? a Latin term. It Wait, is the, isn't that the medical term? No. It is the intermammary sulcus. S-U-L-C-U-S. This, this specific form of cleavage has a Latin name. No, it's just cleavage in general is just the space between the breasts. Right, but but this is a specific type of cleavage. What? What? How you, is this? You can have cleavage in other things. Oh, well, oh yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> but yes. you're telling me that the Latin, this is the I'm Latin glad word you that up. for the space between the breasts. I'm glad you brought this that up, Sky. Um, I'm not so glad now. Not after the International <laughs> Federation, the International Federation of Associations of Anato- Anatomists, or EFA, not to be confused what? with FIFA, uses the right. term intermammary, intermammary sulcus or intermammary cleft when referring to that area, um, not including the breast, just the area between. For oh. legal purposes, it was noted by the United States federal courts that quote. Anal cleft or cleavage and cleavage of the female breast are so imprecise as to provide no guidance in defining them. So our, our federal courts are like, we don't want to get into this. We don't know the difference between yeah, breast cleavage saying. and butt cleavage. We don't want to get there. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Thank you very much. We don't know. We just let the miracle happen. So in in the in the old times, uh, Rabbi Aha B. Rabba from the 5th century and Nathan the Babylonian uh, from around the 2nd century measured the appropriate size of the cleavage as, quote, of one hand breadth between a woman's breasts. What? Smooth what? move, guys. Wow. Yeah, I was just going to say, did that guy just find a way to, you know, 
It sort of sounds like it, doesn't it? So yeah. Like, a, like about about eight inches? No. Specifically a hand. Specifically <laughs> yes. a male hand. Yep. You know. Specifically you know, my male hand. My male hand is a standard. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty terrible. Good job, yeah. terrible person. I like how I took a rabbi and someone named Nathan the Babylonian to yes. to together suggest this. Oh, Nathan the Babylonian was also a rabbi, so it was two two rabbis. Oh, he was. Wow. That decided that. Jeez. Two rabbis walking to a bra. <laughs> Good one. I just want I just want to clarify. You did say two rabbis walk into a bra, right? That is exactly what I said. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure the genius was there. I I was confident. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> All right. So of course, um, there's your episode the, title right there. Yeah the the hu- the the humor from this comes from the fact that this is kind of a um, sexualized area can be uh, rather uncomfortable, um, but not in all places of the world. Um, there was uh, a uh, a TV program once called All About Breasts, um, and someone named <laughs> kind of, uh and journalist Carolyn uh, Latier, hopefully I pronounced that correctly, um, commented uh, in this show once, uh, I interviewed a young anthropologist working with women in Mali, a country in Africa where women go around with bare breasts. They al- they're always feeding their babies. And when she told them that in our culture men are fascinated with breasts, there was an instant of shock. The women burst out laughing. They laughed so hard they fell on the floor. They said, you mean <laughs> men act like babies? Actually... Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, guys. There is a thing. There is toe cleavage. <laughs> you guys, there is toe cleavage. <laughs> sure, and sure. it's not it's not what you think. You think, oh, scientific <laughs> oh, like, like space between your toes. That makes sense. That's what I would guess. No. Yes. This is a thing what? where part of the toes are exposed up part of what it specifically says in the in the wikipedia article because there is a wiki slash toe underscore cleavage it's specifically <laughs> women's toes partially exposed in low cut shoes wow oh, i think we just discovered okay. something about someone this is a thing mm-hmm. that is hey i'm just i'm as shocked as you are okay <laughs> i'm no i'm saying about whoever wrote that page yeah. But yeah, sure. There is not much on it, but it's pretty much what you'd say. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much what you think it is. not what I thought is. at all. No, I really thought it would be like out of the tip of the toe, but no, this is no, someone who's hey, shoe baby, does check, it. Do you see this little <laughs> crease where my toes start? Yeah. See my plunging toe line? Yeah, but you know what? I guess where my shoe sense. does not like, fit? It doesn't make sense to me, but foot, foot, I'm not a foot fetishist either, and no judgment. I mean, I know it's a thing. Sure, whatever. It's just one of those yeah. things that doesn't make sense to me. We all have our own mm-hmm. things. But it's just, yeah, I guess that would be something they're into. I don't know. Yeah, I sure. My yeah. guess is that someone has, uh, someone who wanted that to be a Wikipedia page just so they could be like, yeah, this is a real thing. Yeah, this is totally a thing now. There's groups yeah. of us. There and are literally dozens of us. <laughs> literally dozens. Literally dozens. Um, uh, so where are we going, so, Tim? Yeah, let's, let's get out of here. Um, Please help us. Uh, down in the pathology uh, subheading of cleavage, uh, it talks about the various things that can happen to that area. <laughs> One of them is uh, hyperpigmentation. Tim, that's on my page too. 
Oh man, we might. Uh-oh. We're gonna be crossing the streams pretty soon. We're gonna have. <laughs> we're gonna have a near miss. Oh man, I think I think what we'll have to do is you guys are gonna have to duel it out. Oh man, <laughs> we'll have to come up we're with some literally sort of thing. Literally, we're gonna fight each other. <laughs> okay, well, right. uh, there's a lot to say about human skin color. Um, there are tons and tons of things to go on with this, but um, the thing that I guess I want to talk about a little bit is this. <clears throat> The Fitzpatrick scale, which apparently has its own its own uh, article, but I'm going to just mention here: uh, how many steps do you think there are according to this scale of how much or of different skin tones? How many how many classes would you say uh, that whoever Fitzpatrick in 1975? Oh, this changes says, everything. <laughs> yeah, 1975. 1975. Um, yeah, sorry about that. I will say what number five. between one and ten. I will five. say I will say nine. Tim is closest. It is six. Oh, uh, it goes it goes from light pale white uh, to white and fair to medium white to light brown to olive moderate brown to brown and dark brown to very dark brown to black. Uh which is pretty incredible. I, I mean, that does pretty much cover it. But uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't think that it'd be able to be that simplified. Hmm. I don't think it is. But um, what's that? I said I don't think it is. No. Oh, here no, we go. I, I think here it's a Muscon's chromatic scale. I think is much more. Is that thirty-six? Yes, yeah, there's, there's thirty-six, 36. colors. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I I'm sorry. That's, Not that's probably more. Yeah, I don't really want to get into a lot of this because it is so detailed this is a really big page and uh <laughs> i almost did go to, go with uh hyper pigmentation mm-hmm. uh thinking that oh wait you know what <clears throat> let's see cloasma cloasma yeah describe that skin discolorations sounds like something from ghostbusters <laughs> Oh, the cloasma readings are off the charts. <laughs> skin discolorations caused by hormones. Hormonal changes use the result of pregnancy, birth control pills, or estrogen replacement therapy. I did not know that. Um, also, liver spots down here under solar, solar lentigo. Um, hmm, that could be good, too. Both of these could, yeah. Let's see, though. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to go with cloasma. Let's follow that. See where it goes. Hopefully, I'll get the word birthmark in here somewhere or since they're talking about pregnant women i might get the word birth which can get me close to birthmark all right so you're clicking on cloasma that is correct it's, there's there's no there's no 50 percent wins in this game <laughs> you can't win with just birth or just mark I, I will get there so tim you're at hyperpigmentation Yep, hyperpigmentation is the darkening of an area of skin or nails caused by increased melanin uh, being caused by sun damage, inflammation, or other skin injuries, um, including those related to acne vulgaris. I Ooh. didn't know acne had uh, a vulgaris, a name like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that's that's the full term for acne. Uh, there's something called Cronkite Canada syndrome. <laughs> um, I don't know what that is, but it sounds. I was going to say no. Since I laughed at it, I'm sure it's something terrible. Cronkite <laughs> well, Canada sy- syndrome? Yeah, is it like, does it turn you into 
like a BBC broadcaster or something? Or about two thirds of patients are of Japanese descent. Japanese, yeah. Which is what you would expect from something called Cronkite, Cronkite Canada Syndrome. Yeah. And okay. it does not mention, there is no mentioning of the name here from what I can see. There's a thing on the presentation, cause, and treatment. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that's a mystery left to another day. Um, <laughs> so uh, this is a rather short article, um, but I'm going to go with uh, hyperpigmentation can sometimes be induced by dermatological laser procedures. I'm going to click on dermatological, which will bring me to dermatology. Oh, dang it. You're going to get there first. There is no birthmark link on this page. Oh. Bummer. Uh, all right. Well, then let's go with melasma because we're just dancing all around this epidermis thing. They're, they're basically dark patches of skin uh, found on the upper cheek, nose, lips, and forehead of women, mostly. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and especially pregnant women. And it looks like it is, uh, it says it can affect every, anyone, but it seems to be the result of uh, hormones, uh, just different surges and different types of hormones. Uh, it's especially uh, common in pregnant women and those who are taking contra- uh, oral or patch con- contraceptives or hormone replacement therapy medications. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah, these do look remarkably like birthmarks. They look I'll just like if- birthmarks. Yeah. Yeah, I'll bet if you end up with something like this, you can probably pass it off as as just having a birthmark. Unless you are hanging out with people who've known you for a really long time. They look a lot like my birthmarks. None of them look like bats. None of them look like bats. One looks like a star. One's kind of like a crab. I I was going to say. One of it's kind of like a crab holding its its claws up, the one on the top. Wow. You're like, hey. Wow, you're really, you're good at this. Yes. The one on the lower is like a, a daffodil. Kind of to its side with some grass at the wow. bottom. I my goodness, little satellite dish. I'm I can, telling you, I can see it as soon as you're saying it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm implanting it in your mind. Yeah, you kind of are. <laughs> I'm gonna have to compare this picture to the birthmark pictures because you think the, it's the same. The thing. coloration looks exactly like what I have. So I'm just mm. wondering if I had some HRT of my own back in the day. Yeah, and wasn't really told about uh, it. Well, oh, oh, hey. Cells in the epidermal layer of skin. I'm going to do that one. Let's go to the epidermal layer of skin. Uh, All right, man. Birthmark is not on this page. Wow. That's go on. Safe for another Tim. one. Dermatology, Tim. So dermatology um, is a surprisingly not extensive um, article. I thought it would go a lot into history <laughs> and such. It does not. It's just like, hey, we work with skin. That's about it. <laughs> We're done. Um, <laughs> We're not very sentimental. We work with skin. This is what it is. I mean, well, there's they, they do divide into various – um, they're called fellowships of dermatology. There's, of course, the cosmetic dermatology, um, <laughs> dermatopathology. Teledermatology <clears throat> is a form of dermatology where telecommunication technologies are used to exchange medical information via all kinds of media, audio, visual, and also data communication. But what? typically what? photos of dermatologic conditions. Basically, it's here, look at my mark. What is this? I mean, that's pretty <laughs> what much what like it sounds you? like. Yeah. There, why did, it has a whole subcategory on this article yeah. to say, yeah, people put a camera up and they like, what is this? And they, they tell them what it is. <laughs> yep. That's, uh. that's very unique. Um, 
So <laughs> to continue on, I'm going to go with laser therapy because that was described as for both the management of birthmarks, skin disorders, and cosmetic resurfacing, <sighs> except birthmarks was not linked. Man, so close. All right. So now I'm in All laser right. medicine. Sky, Sky I, think, I think our problem here is you picked a thing that no one has linked to. Yeah, they just don't think about it, apparently. See, yeah, it's just something right, that you so, have, and you forget which leg it's on. It's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice, nice job bringing that back around. Yeah. Uh, so how many layers are in your epidermis? Um, I think there's three. What? Are you? No. Actually, that's not right. But oh. I, I was <laughs> didn't have to say, sound like so the, surprised. No, no. I like that you were like, I think that in that you know this. Are there, are there two? There are, in fact, four or five, depending on the region of skin being considered. Five, depending on who you ask. Or five, yes. If you go to the page, there's a picture of all of these layers stacked on top of each other, and it looks as though a five-year-old has colored them in. Yep. Um, it's pretty great. Uh, I'm trying really hard to find something that will get us closer to this, and I cannot... I mean, I could go back to skin pigment because there's like eight different ways I can go back to skin pigment. Let's see. Oh, here's the word birth. I'm going to use that. <laughs> After birth, these outermost cells are replaced by new cells from the stratum granulosum, and throughout life, they shed at a rate of 0.001 to 0.003 ounces of skin flakes every hour. What? What? Wow. Okay. You know what? I'm not going to think about that, and I'm going to... <laughs> Going to click on birth and click imagine birth. that that's not. Yep, we're going right, for cool. that. All right, go we're, ahead. We're, we're definitely we're definitely skipping along the miracles of life here uh, tonight. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so laser medicine is basically a list of various types of lasers and various medicine. ways these lasers can uh, zap things off your body. Um, you have your CO2 laser, your diode laser, your dye laser, your eczema laser, your fiber laser, your gas laser, your free electron laser, and your optical parametric oscillator. Maybe you should just go to laser and see what happens. <laughs> La go to laser. <laughs> just go to laser. Maybe I'll just go to laser. The word birthmark does not appear in the article for laser. <laughs> Which is not really uh, a surprise. I don't know. I mean, honestly. What were we expecting from lasers? <laughs> we can only expect so much. That's true. From lasers. <laughs> uh, I'm. I think I might actually backtrack because this is just. This is all about birth. It's all about birth. Yeah. The very top images are Things a, a wildebeest having yes having a baby, and then also a mother lamb licking her firstborn while giving birth to another lamb, <laughs> like doing both things at the same wow. time. Yeah. And I am super proud of that lamb or that sheep for doing that, but not what I'm after in this case. So I'm going to pack up. Yeah. And you maybe should... let's see an epidermis. I can find something else. I don't know. I might suggest just going to skin. Okay. For you. I can live with that. What do you yes. think? Yeah, sounds, I'm good with that. Good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to skin. All right, Tim, you're uh, at what? Wow. Lasers. I am at laser. Yes. Yeah. Um, in addition to um, you know, having surgery done on you with them, they can also uh, you know, cut metal. 
That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is pretty cool. <laughs> lasers are pretty neat. Um, lasers have different power outputs, of course. Um, 1.5 megawatts are your typical laser pointer. Your CD-ROM drive has about five, not megawatts, milliwatts, I'm sorry. <laughs> megawatts are <laughs> different. At uh, what point do we start writing on the moon? Class 3B can cause immediate <laughs> eye damage upon exposure. So that's the eye zapper brand. We're looking for immediate moon damage, Tim. Um, class 4 lasers can burn skin. Um, and the moon, yes. Many industrial and scientific lasers are in the class. Um, apparently, we do not care about moon safety. <laughs> Wait, there is a list of laser types, a complete list of laser types. This isn't all of them, Tim. What? It says <laughs> under types and operating principles, for a more complete list of laser types, see this list of laser types. That's a lot of laser types. <laughs> yep. Look at all the laser types, Tim. Well, I couldn't go to that page, Sky. Why can't you? It's a link where, on where lasers. Where? Because that's not what he's trying to find. Under types yeah. and operating principles. For a more complete list of laser types, <laughs> see this list of laser types. I thought I thought we couldn't click on those links. And they're not in the Seymours. Those are like the italicized links. Yeah, but that's fine. It's within the, it's within the article. Well, fine. Let's go to laser types. Yeah, go to a list of laser, laser types. types it is. Uh, there's only one thing that I want to list on the skin uh, page, and that is sure. the, the very first sentence of the second paragraph in this entire Wikipedia article. Fur is dense hair. Period. Oh. So there you go. Now you know. Oh. Suddenly life makes sense. Uh, let's talk about the functions that the skin serves. How about we uh, take some take turns uh, trying to list these seven things that skin can do? Uh, okay. Exfoliate. Uh, <laughs> that's, no. that's, that's, I learned that earlier. <laughs> no. Sloth off. Um, no. It, keep, it, can, it can keep our organs from spilling out onto the floor. Uh, that is true, actually. Um, and you know what? That's not that's not exactly what it says, but I'm going to go with storage as there you go. Yeah, five. There you go. <laughs> it stores, storage your and synthesis. Yeah, uh, although it's talking about water specifically, but yes, storage. It's a yeah. bag all right. for holding Sky? all the meat in you. Um, <laughs> it can it can regulate body temperature. <laughs> yes, it can. It is thermal. It does thermal regulation. Good job. Thermal regulation. It can uh, protect you from disease. Uh, protection is num- is number one actually on the list. Yeah. Oh, uh, te- I got the family feud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, technically speaking, uh, thermal regulation does not relate. There, there's another thing related to thermal regulation that is not that is not just holding in heat. I guess uh, I don't know another way. To- perspiration is that a separate yeah, thing? Yeah, sweat. Yeah. Yeah. Number four, uh, sweat. All right. Still got three to go, guys. You can feel things with your skin. Yes, sensation is sensation one of them. Sensation detection, yeah. Yep. Now two left. Um, you can transfer nutrients. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're really close. <laughs> transfer. Uh, I mean, there's osmosis. You're, you, you know, you're skin. thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're really close. Uh, absorption. You can. Uh, you can absorb things through your skin. Yep. And then the last thing. Tim? You you can write notes on it. 
You can. <laughs> you, you can do that. I joined the, the I joined the Pen Fifteen Club when I was in middle school <laughs> by writing on my arm. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Wow! Good job. It's pretty cool. They were good. Uh, the guys. last thing. <laughs> I bet we have chapter meetings sometimes. Still, <laughs> they think I'm really funny. It's really great. <laughs> uh, you said there's okay. one more. Yeah. Uh, the last thing is water resistance. Uh, it oh. keeps the water out of your body. So <laughs> sure. So so the water can stay in your body. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to jump straight from there, though. Um, there is a thing here talking about severely damaged skin that is scar tissue, and I think that's going to get me the closest out of all the stuff on this page to birthmark. Very nice. I don't. I don't know another way to go with this, but I'm just going to go with scar. Not about, let's see, in the redirects for other uses. No, I'm really surprised that scar from the Lion King is not on here. That is a a fail of the author. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. All right. Continue. Lists of laser types. What you got, Tim? Um, uh, Surprisingly, uh, none of these have anything to do with damaging the moon. Oh, <laughs> that is a shame. What are we using uh, lasers for then? Oh, we're using lasers for all sorts of things. Not the right um, things. <laughs> there are a couple that are used, uh, being used in weapons. Yeah, of course. So are you any closer to birthmark? <laughs> Heck no. What are you talking about? <laughs> There's the, the nuclear pumped laser. What? Which I guess, you know, you just take a nuclear uh, laser and just, you know, warm it up. Uh, with oh. a comedian before the the main event comes out. Oh man! And that's being used in research and the weapons program. Um, yeah, there are so many lasers, and none of them are surprisingly uh, immediately exciting. Right, but are they immediately uh, connected to birthmarks? Nope. No, I think you're lying to me, Timothy. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, I see. Look at that. Wait, what? There's a dye laser. Yes, D-Y-E lasers. You know what it's been happening? When I've gone through every other article here that has had birthmark oh, but not no. but not um, linked, link, they've used yeah. it in two words. Oh, Tim. And this one here uses it what? as one word. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's one word. word. So birthmark removal, a dye laser can be used for. Oh my gosh, I just found dye lasers on mine, too. Dye lasers! Once you once you uncover it, it's just like any conspiracy. Yeah. The dye laser conspiracy. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> Finally at birthmarks. A mole is a birthmark. Oh my gosh, really? Yep. What? Wow. I did not know that. Wow. I'm so sorry that wow. what I said... Actually, you, I guess it's a, maybe a, a certain type of mole. <laughs> The most no, it, says it's, it, it occurs in about 1% of infants in the United States, and that seems like a low number. Yeah, that does. I mean, people have moles all the time. Well, I... <laughs> oh, it's a specific it's a specific type of mole, probably. Yeah. There we go. I think so. That only happens with... That at, makes more infants, sense, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, you know what? I'm looking at these. What? I'm looking at these birthmarks. <laughs> well, one's a butt. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> none of these look like my birthmark. It's, it's, it's not. It's not a birthmark that looks like a butt. It is a birthmark 
on the buttocks. Of a butt? Oh, okay. No, there's one that definitely looks like cheeks, though. Like on the butt. <laughs> like the one that the lower, like in the brain, right not in the center, but the lower center of the picture. Those are butt cheeks. All right, I'm just going to look this up now. There's a type. Tim there's Gott. a type of birthmark called. Are you called talking the, about Mikhail Gorbachev? Oh, <laughs> there's a type of what? birthmark called uh, the port wine stain, which is kind of looks. It's kind of mean because it does kind of look like someone just dropped wine on the person's head. Yeah, yeah. Like birthmarks have have interesting names. Like mole is like the most basic boring name then you have the like the port wine stain like sky said the cafe all late spot the mongolian spot the stork bite also known as an angel's kiss or salmon patch the strawberry mark and uh yeah that's about it these are also named for like ten dollar wines yeah i'm pretty sure the birthmark i have is a stork bite because it's on the back of my head oh really yeah, it would be technically right about the top of my neck. Yeah, that's I, I have a stork bite. Look at that. None of these look like my birthmark, you guys. Wow, it says nearly half of all babies have such a birthmark. Wow. That's crazy. I guess that's not that interesting. That's interesting. Maybe that it goes away after? No, it wouldn't go away, would it? I do know mine, I do know mine is uh, kind of pink, uh, or at least I've been told. So that does match. Wow, look at that. I learned. I learned something about myself tonight. Yeah, I think I learned something about myself, too. I think I was given hormone therapy when I was a kid. Yes, that's also possible. I have to talk to my mother. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. All right. Well, well done, Tim. Bravo. You got the birthmarks before me. Yeah, good job. You did it without me leading you at all. Oh, here you go. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, well, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) No, it's fine. Um, Birthmark folklore. Yeah. Some myths associated with birthmarks are that they are caused when an expectant mother sees something strange or experiences a great deal of fear, sometimes called a maternal impression. So did your mom one day see, like, a giant dinosaur with bat wings? My mom is terrified of Do you think that's what happens? Oh, there you go. That actually makes sense. Yeah, there you go. Maybe that's what it was. Your mom saw a freaky bird coming at her that she thought was a dinosaur for a second? Brontosaurus. From a certain angle? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a relatively unscary dinosaur, but hey. Wow. The, I, the I do thing. really like the rest of these, uh, the, this folklore, though. Uh, did you see the one that says, uh, for example, if a pregnant woman does not satisfy a sudden wish or craving for strawberries, it's said that the infant might bear a strawberry mark? That just sounds like an excuse to get strawberries whenever you want. I want pickles and ice cream. Do you want our kids to have a pickles and ice say, cream mark? I really wish this actually bore out in other types of food marks. I want honestly. I want cheese whiz. Do you want our kid to have a cheese whiz stain? <laughs> <laughs> Guess it depends on where he has a cheese whiz stain. <laughs> in all honesty, you could not have a cheese whiz mark. It would be a cheese whiz stain. Yeah, it would be a stain. It'd be like the port stain. Like ew. Ooh, gross. But yes. All right. Good job, Tim. <laughs> Good game, guys. Yeah. Although I'm still, I still think that my favorite thing that I've learned so far came from last week's uh, podcast. The uh, playing, playing chess with what was it, pigeons? Yes. Uh, yeah. That was so yeah, great. I think I still think that's my favorite. Yep. Yeah, we learned a lot about skin, which I guess makes sense. <laughs> and not, yeah. not as and 
many cool things as we had hoped for about lasers. So um, you guys can find us at uh, wskbcast.blogspot.com. There's a link to subscribe Mr. there. Cast. Uh, we have we have a we have a Twitter handle now uh, because that's what the cool kids do. That's wskbcast at wskbcast. You can find us on there. Um, I think we'll just be tweeting cool little links we find and letting you guys know when the new episode is up. So yeah. Anyway, I guess I'll see you guys next week. Yeah. For another yeah. one of these. Hooray. Hooray. <laughs> and we'll learn some more things and find out some more things that we should probably know more about. <laughs> yeah, that probably aren't true. <laughs> uh, it, it'll be Tim's turn to host, correct? Yes, it will. Yeah. All right, cool. So pick something good, Tim. Please have nothing to do with anything that we could possibly make the rating on this podcast go up again, please. Right. I'll try my best. <laughs> We keep getting right up to right up to that line. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I only took my pants off in the middle of the broadcast. I don't know. I took it off in the beginning. Hey, it's for science, as everything was tonight. I guess that's that's it for the show, right? Yep. Yep. yep I think to, so. Time to defecate on this game board and fly away with the victory. <laughs>